0: Hello, and welcome to another edition of Addition. I'm your host, Addie Adewusi. I'm a big tech product manager, mathematician, futurist, tech optimist, artist, and creator. And I'm here every week, typically bring you the news, the hot topics in tech, some career advice, an update on the markets and let you know what I'm geeked out about this week. So before I get into today's episode, if you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and click the like button. If you're not subscribed already to the channel, go ahead and subscribe you can also get the podcast directly into your email inbox through substack it's additionpod.substack.com. you can also follow me on instagram or tiktok at edition with Addy, twitter at editionpod, or my personal twitter is at addyadawusi and you can always email the show at which is editionpod at gmail.com And if you're also, if you're listening on a podcast player, go ahead and follow and subscribe and leave me a five star review. So, all right, now that that's out of the way, let's get into the markets. So Bitcoin in the past seven days is down 7.18%. Ethereum is down 9.01%. I will add a caveat that in the past 24 hours, Ethereum is up almost 2% and that is because we just got some news today confirming the dates of the Ethereum merge. So I'm gonna quote from the block. So I quote, the Bellatrix upgrade for the merge is set for September 6th and Paris will follow several days later. Node operators must download client updates before the Bellatrix upgrade is activated. End quote. So we have dates for the Ethereum merge. And um, if you're not aware of the Ethereum merge, it's the move from proof of work to proof of stake, which um, long story short, it's going to be better for the environment in terms of using less energy to validate Ethereum transactions. This has been in the works for years and we finally have dates for this year. So I'll definitely be tracking that closely I don't imagine they're going to hit these dates exactly, but it is exciting in the evolution of crypto that the merge is coming soon. Okay, moving on to the stock market. So the S&P 500 is down 3.12% in the past five days. The NASDAQ is down 3.92% in the past five days. So uh, not a great week for the markets, but I've last when, two weeks ago when I recorded the podcast, markets were rocketing up. Earnings season has been completed, so um, I guess the markets are just stabilizing. We shall see. So, for the hot topics in tech, I wanted to talk about the Twitter security issue, but it's really not relevant for this podcast. But this, like, this is that's the hottest topic in tech right now. The Twitter whistleblower, the former head of security for Twitter, um, leaked. Um, a statement to the Washington Post so definitely look into that if you're not aware of that but I'm gonna focus today on a16z's investment in Adam Newman's new startup flow and this is why so I you all may know at this point that I'm definitely an a16z fangirl if you don't know what a16Z is. It's Andreessen Horowitz. It's the most iconic venture capital fund in Silicon Valley right now, founded by Mark Andreessen and Ben Horowitz. Mark Andreessen was the creator, or I don't, let's let's just say he was um, one of the founders of Netscape, um, you know, it's essentially, the creator of the first uh, internet browser. Uh, I will link to the Internet History Podcast episode where they go into Mark Andreessen, and I think you will have a little bit more respect for him as a person if you understand how pivotal he was in the tech revolution. Anyway, and Adam Newman is the former CEO of WeWork. WeWork is still in existence today, but if you watch the epic. Drama on Apple TV Plus called We Crashed. It explains the whole story of WeWork, and while it was, you know, really exciting to watch, you know, a regular person found and grow a startup that was valued at multiple tens of billions of dollars. Now WeWork is in the single-digit billions in value, and there was a lot of controversy about how he handled and led WeWork. There's a lot of criticism about him as a person in general, but at the end of the day, he founded a business that is still in existence today and is worth multiple billions of dollars. But they did raise way more money, uh, Adam and WeWork, than the current valuation of WeWork right now. And he was famously ousted, it's not like he willingly stepped down as ceo he was kicked out for various reasons just google him you will get the story okay so a16z invested their largest investment ever which is saying a lot okay because a16z is very well funded very well capitalized they you know raise billions of dollars a year to invest in startups so they invested their largest investment, three hundred and fifty million dollars, in Adam Newman's new startup, Flow. So Flow is pre-launch, which means Flow is not operating yet. And um, if you, I have the link to Mark Andreessen. Actually, personally wrote an article explaining investing in Flow. It's actually a great read. Andreessen Horowitz has kind of pivoted from being solely a venture capital firm to also being a media company. So they have excellent um, writers and um, comms teams, as well as podcasts. They have um, podcasts as well. But um, yeah, so people are very surprised by this because Adam Newman was publicly kicked out. There's a whole TV show about his rise and fall as a founder. There's been, you know, books, articles, think pieces, podcasts explaining why this, or or of people who think that this guy was a grifter or, you know, like a a manipulator, cult leader, a lot of criticism here. So people are like, why is Andreessen Horowitz investing $350 million in this guy. So if you can't tell already by the way I'm prefacing this, I'm actually a supporter of this investment. So I have some bullets explaining why this makes sense to me. So while we don't know exactly what Flow does, we do know that Flow the company or Adam Newman in general has uh, purchased large apartment buildings in the southeast, um, so including like Atlanta, Fort Lauderdale, et cetera. So we have this general idea that they're attempting to build a we work for homes. Um, and they're, if you read the letter that Mark Andrewsen wrote, it seems like they're attempting to solve the housing crisis in a certain way. But if they are building a we work from home for homes, basically apartment complexes that are focused on community, and um, you know modern, trendy decor, and you know potentially maybe they're all furnished already, and you can just hop around from apartment to apartment based on what location you're in. I think that will work. You know, um, I'm a millennial adult living in Atlanta. I rent i would like to buy someday but the type of home that i want to purchase it's going to take at least more than one year to uh, purchase and save for and i also do like the flexibility of renting and i'm not alone and like so i there's a housing shortage any investment in housing in my opinion is going to work especially if they focus on community you know, friendships, social connections, etc. People are desperate for these kinds of connections, and they don't necessarily want to get it from work. Um, they kind of want to, you know, b- make friendships as opposed to you know work relationships. Only certain people are interested in having uh, work friendships. So, yeah, I think that will work. That's my first point. Um, two, this is a major PR pivot for Anderson Horowitz from crypto. So, as you all know, Andreessen, they were, you know, investors in Coinbase, OpenSea, well, maybe you don't know, but they are they were very early in crypto. They made a lot of money in crypto as we had the crypto crash this year. People were essentially critilo- criticizing A16Z for investing so much in crypto and offloading their investments on retail investors like myself and you potentially listening, and they kind of did need a big PR shift. So um, now what's more tan- like tangible than crypto? You know, people think crypto is not real, it's funny money. Well, t- making their largest ever investment in a brick and mortar real estate business is a major PR shift. Um, in It changes the perception of A16Z. They don't just do crypto, even though that's their best performing investments over the past few years, they are pivoting now into real estate. Um, Also, the fact that it's the largest A16Z investment, I see it as signaling, Andreessen Horowitz signaling founder support. So as I mentioned before, people have been attacking Adam Newman for years, literally Adam or Apple, Created a whole TV show that was critical of this man. Um, so in venture capital, they are only they can only make money if they have founders who want to work with them. So um, investing in someone like Adam may is you know signals to other repeat founders who may have failed in their first business in some way, on some level to say, hey, Andreessen Horowitz will still support you. It's very similar to the ethos of Founders Fund, which is Keith Rabois and other folks' uh, Venture Capital Fund. That's working for them at Founders Fund. And Andreessen's always been founder focused and you know supports founders, but this is a huge signal that says, we don't care about media and critics. We only care about founders. Okay, so also people are like, why, are, why is Andreessen investing in Adam Newman again? He lost a bunch of value for his investors. He may or may not be a grifter. But I mean, how many of you guys have started literally from scratch with your bare hands, a multi-billion dollar business? Like, come on you know it, we we cannot pretend that Adam is not skilled in any way you can't grift your way to achieving what he achieved he actually had a vision he had a business plan it wasn't the best business plan right um he built a team he was able to you know lead a team maybe it wasn't in the direction that we think in hindsight it, he should have gone but he, i mean he demonstrates all of the qualities of a founder and they're incredibly rare, rare. think about the last time you did something unorthodox or like took a risk this guy does it you know every day you know and that that's the kind of attitude and persona you need to have to be a successful founder and I, I honestly I admire the fact that he's I'm sure he was affected by all of the backlash and but he's doing it again and he may fail again I don't I honestly don't think he cares you know he just believes in himself he believes he's changing the world in a positive way um, so yeah, why wouldn't Andreessen Horowitz invest in Adam? Okay. Then there's a note about, or people have been talking about why do underrepresented founders like women, people of color, why are they not getting even a chance and this guy is getting a second chance in a much big way. So one thing i i don't necessarily think this investment is about necessarily return um i'm sure it will return over time but not necessarily venture returns venture returns we're looking at like 100x thousand x return on investment um real estate's kind of more of a slow churning kind of business but again i don't know what they're doing i think this is more about a 16 building their PR and brand. And also what if Adam, I mean, Adam Newman is a celebrity, so it's not, he's not just another stereotypical founder. He is a, um, he's a, a superstar. So if, if Adam doesn't go to Andreessen, Adam can go to another VC fund and shine a light on that other fund and as opposed to Andreessen, you got to, venture capital is a very competitive industry. So I don't, I don't, I, I think it's important to be reminded that there are underrepresented founders in terms of, um, you know, funding and, you know, VC isn't necessarily allocating enough funding to underrepresented founders. However, um, I see these as two completely separate issues. Also, Adam is an immigrant, uh, he's Jewish, he is from Israel, so it's not like he, you know, you know, went to Stanford and graduated with a computer science degree and is now a founder. So he is kind of an atypical founder and but I get it. He's, you know, he's he looks like a stereotypical founder. He also has an incredibly thick accent. So he is I, I personally think he's underrepresented in a way yes he has a lot of he has privilege he has a lot going for him but he's underrepresented also last point i promise the where do you think this money is going it's going to, into the economy it's going to create jobs and considering the weeks and months that i've been reporting on um i've been reporting on layoffs and hiring freezes and rescinding offers People are going to be employed now by Flow because they Flow has money. And if even if the money goes to purchasing buildings, you know, the companies that own the buildings have employees, like we need money going into the American economy. Would you be happier if Andreessen invested three hundred and fifty million in you know, a startup in Another country, and we would not directly benefit from, you know, job creation or anything like that. I don't know, so I get it. It's not great optics, but if you really, you know, peel back the layers, I think this is an excellent move. Okay, so I'm already over 15 minutes, so let's get into the career segment. So this is week five at Google. Um, it's been at least a week since my manager has been on paternity leave, so this is this this is the in the past week like things have gotten real but i would say things are going really well the one thing i have changed is that i've been coming into the office every day and i'm going to share um some bullets why so one i've been expanding my network and friendships significantly you know um i am going there's a bar downstairs for happy hours to you know connect even further with my new you know coworkers and teammates there have been morale events if you follow me on instagram you saw i was at the atlanta united game last week literally never would have had that experience if i you know wasn't coming into the office regularly um i've also been attending hybrid events in person for example if we have a town hall they'll book a conference room that can fit a lot of people and and a lot of people just choose to stream it from their desk and you know work in the background you can still um work with your laptop in a conference room anyway long story short i highly recommend coming into the office as much as you can if you have an office where it makes sense if your office is has no one there like don't don't go like if you're literally the only person going but don't i wouldn't underestimate the connections also the the mood boost i've been working from home for so long by myself living alone and i know you know, if you're a parent or, you know, if you're married, it's a different situation. But I'm just so glad to be back integrated into the world. Also, in the career segment, there was a follow up question on um, the last episode where I talked about asking for help. And um, someone asked, How specifically do I, Addie, ask for help? And honestly, that's a really good question. It, I, initially, I was thinking, you know, just ask for help. Um, But I actually ask for help in nuanced and strategic ways. So first let's get a mindset shift. So no one does anything alone. So we need to like get this idea out of our heads that we need to be doing everything ourselves. Like, so that's the first step. Just nothing great has been done by one single person. You know, we need each other better or for worse so let's shift our mindset there so the way I ask for help is by asking questions so for example if I feel overworked in general or I feel like I have too much on my plate and there's no way to take anything off of my plate I can just ask do we have funding for support that's a way that I can. Ask for help while without directly asking for help. Do we have funding for support? Maybe yes, maybe no, but at least they, uh, the person I'm asking, knows that I need support. Uh, another way, like if you want someone to help you who, you know, maybe is someone on your team or on another team, you can ask, can you share some best practices? So, like that. It makes them feel good. It's like, yeah, I actually do have best practices. Um, I, I I can share them with her, or him, or them. So that's another way. Also, can you help me understand? Again, this feeds the other person's other person's ego. They're like, oh, she doesn't understand, but I do. Yes, of course, I can help you understand. So those are just some ideas. So just to get your brain turning about how you can ask for help because I agree you can't just say I need help because people are going to think help with what you know and and or feel like immediately overwhelmed because it's it's not a specific ask so um, yeah those are some starting points do we have funding for support can you share some best practices can you help me understand okay so what am I geeked out about this week um so yes i'm going to acknowledge the fact that i did not record last week i honestly needed a social media break for in the best possible way it's not like i was having you know anxiety or mental health issues it was because i was having so much fun in real life (laughs) like i have a lot of positive things going for me in my personal life obviously my work life i've been sharing And, you know, I have a new social circle at the office that I'm building and growing every day. You know, happy hours, lunches, dinners, brunches, et cetera. So I, I honestly, I have been recording. I've been taking videos and stuff, but I just haven't had the time or I haven't made the time to post on social media. And I just needed a break last week. So this is if you feel exhausted by, if you're a content creator and you feel like you want to enjoy the last bit of summer and you don't want to, you want to take a break, it's okay to take a break. Like if it's okay to take a break for at your company that you're being paid to work for, it's absolutely okay to take a break um creating content where which you may not directly be getting paid for at all. It's something you just decided to do out of your goodness of your heart. Um, But don't I'm not going to be inconsistent. I am going to go back to weekly. I just appreciate the break um and I'm ready to get back on board. Okay, well that was this week's episode. I will see you next week. Um, Don't forget to like, subscribe, follow, send me questions. All of that, all the links to the articles, things I talked about are in the show notes. And I'll see you next week. Bye.